Hello and welcome to Serrated Edge. Okay, let me redo that. Okay, Zoe's here. Luke's here. Hello and welcome to Serrated Edge. I'm Gavin Snyder. I'm Luke Snyder. And I'm Zoe Snyder. Today... We're going to be reading the Ichabog and no, Fortunately we're not. the Milk. We're going to be reading Fortunately. Zoe is going to be reading Fortunately the Milk. Oh, okay. sorry, Luke. We we were going to do the Ichabog, but I mean, Zoe's here, so we just thought we'd do her thing. But but what? Also, so I know that. Our dad told me that you guys wanted to do Fortunately the Milk in the first place. Yahoo! Okay. What was that for? Anyway, this is long for some reason. Normally it's two seconds. So we're going to get going. Enjoy. We walked Ooh. together down a jungle path. Professor Stead carried the rope in his mouth. That led up to the balloon. He dragged the balloon along. It was not... After half an hour, we reached the volcano. It was not a very big volcano. There were wisps of smoke coming from the top of the On the side of the volcano, there was a carving of a big stone face with one eye in the middle of his forehead. I was the biggest emerald I had ever seen. This little shiny greeny stone, said Professor Stegg. With his mouth full of rope, the fat man clambered up to the side of the volcano. It's a good thing that Squad himself told us to give me the eye. The squad, said the little thin man. He narrowly avoided being sacrificed because there was another prophet. The great squad will awaken and spread burning destruction across the land. Here you go, said the fat man. He held us, he handed us the emerald. Professor Stegg mixed up the rope ladder and, and into, the, into the balloons. Gondola and began to install the emeralds on the in the time machine. Hang on, was he a stegosaurus? Yes. And how could he nip? And how could he just nip up a rope ladder? He was, said my father, a large stegosaurus, but very light on his feet. There are fat people who are excellent dancers. Are there ponies in this? asked my sister. I thought there would be ponies by now. I was standing on the ground holding the rope ladder. When the ground shook and the very small volcano began to bleach smoke and lava. Squad is angry, shouted the little thing. And he wants his eye back. There was a rushing wind. The balloon jerked into there. I have a just floating rock. Unfortunately, I dropped the milk 
I wasn't holding on to it tightly. It landed on top of Squad's head. Professor Stig hauled the rope ladder up with his tail. I've lost the milk, I told him. That's not good, he admitted. And, but I know where it is. On top of Squad's head, on the side of the volcano. Professor Stig said, good Squad, what on earth is that? Before our eyes, another balloon, just like ours, appeared over the volcano. A man hurried down the rope ladder. He placed the large emeralds in Squad's eye, picked up the milk from Squad's eye, ran up the ladder, and the balloon vanished. The very small volcano stopped erupting, and suddenly, as suddenly as it had been turned off. That was a bit particular, wasn't oh. it? Said the professor. It was, I agree. The woman despairing, despondency overcoming me. That man in the, the balloon stole my milk. We are lost in the past with the with jungles and pirates and volcanoes. Now I will never get home. My children will never have breakfast. We are doomed to float forever through the dusty air of the past in a hot air balloon. It's not a balloon, said Professor Stag. It's a floaty ball person carrier. What nonsense do, do you do? What nonsense do you talk? We finished attaching the emerald to the box using string mostly and also sticky tape. You press the red button. Where are we going? It seems like the sun is zooming. The far, far future, the professor said. The machine stopped. We were hanging in the air above a grassy corner of a very small aquarium mountain when they get there, said Professor Stag. It is now an instant volcano. But look! On the side of the instinct volcano was carved the face of Squad. Still recognizable. Still recognizable. 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 Even though it was much eroded. Eroded. Eroded by human and the weather. And in was much. No. And in the single eye was a huge green emerald. Perfect twin to the one that we had attached to the time machine. Right, said Professor. Tell me that special shiny green. So I went over to the side, hold on down the rope. I pulled that emerald out of the eye. Oh, me on the plane. Remember, brightly colored ponies were cast. And when I picked up the emerald, one of them shouted it must be the man without the milk. We have heard about you in our, in our tales. Why are you a pink pony with a pale blue star on his head? I know, said the pony with a fly. But everybody's winning. Pale blue star. Pale blue star. Pale blue stars.
pale, pale blue stars are so lasting. Professor Segundo inside of the balloon's basket. Hurry up, he called. If the volcano is going to go off, it will do it at any moment. The volcano made a noise like a huge burp, and the middle of it collapsed into itself. We thought it would do that, said a green pony with a sparkling mane. There was a prophecy, I suppose, I said. No, Green's very clever. All the ponies nodded. They were very clever ponies. I'm so glad they were ponies, said my sister. I got back into the basket. Professor said, I'm like the first. Well, this time I'm seeing the professor is the one that I had to take from the weather squad in the future. Do not, whatever else you might do, said the professor, touch those two things together. Why not? Because according to my calculation, the same object, object from two different times touches itself. One. What? One of those two, one of, of two things will happen. Either the universe will cease to exist, this remarkable horse will gain through flower pots on their heads. That sounds astonishingly specific, I said. I know, but it is science. And it's much more probable that the universe will end. I thought it would be. I said, you look so sad, Professor Sag told me. I am. It's the milk. My children are breathless. The milk, said Professor Stegg. Of course. And with that, Professor Stegg pressed the button with his heavily on. There was a zoom, a twerk, and a thing. And we were hurtling to the closet of the floor. Then it was dark. Very dark. No, wait. Don't. Keep going. Oops, said Professor Stag. Okay. Wait. Oops, said Professor Stag. Overshot a little, only by a week ago. Hold on. Excuse me, he said. Is there anyone around? Only me, said a very surprised sounding voice from below us. The Professor Stag. Who's out of the sky? Is it a bird? You do not sound like a bird. I'm not a bird, said Professor Stig. And a marvelous and mysterious prophetic voice telling you a mighty prophet. So mighty that, um, very mighty indeed. Listen, you think the walking spiny black. Spiny black. Individual monster. The prophecy said, said monster, accompanied by its fawny human being of revolting appearance. The that, professor stag. That was not necessary. That was not necessary. <laughs> and then a floaty ball person carrier. You must not sacrifice them. You must instead take them to the, the volcano, give them the eye of spot. 
This shall be the way that you shall know them. The human being will hold up some milk. That the is that the prophecy? Said the voice. Yes. Is there anything about crops in it? I'm afraid not. Oh well. Thank you anyway. Prophetic and mysterious voices from the air. I press the red button. We were in the middle of a very familiar volcano again. And now, quickly, I said, give me the emerald. A little away away, I could see a balloon being blown to the sky while fire on our roof was swept around it by the hand. I could see me in the balloon standing next to Professor Steck. With my mouth open, I looked in the middle. Professor Steck, my Professor Steck, gave me the animal. I raised down the rope ladder and placed the animal back into the face of rock. Then I Volcano stopped erupting. I looked around for the milk. I know I landed on spots, spots everywhere. And it fell. Fortunately, the milk had fallen into a small drift of volcanic ash. It was unharmed. I picked it up. I brushed off, brushed it, brushed it off, and started back up to the little milk. Professor Slade pressed the button. The sky went dark. That's it for today. I hope you liked this episode of Sherry Nudge. Uh, bye. Dude, here, bit, or bit, or bye, 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 bye. The twins were bye, but I because I bye, bye, because I didn't know they were going to say bye, 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 bye. Stop. This episode was produced by Gavin Snyder. Stop. This episode was produced by Gavin Snyder. That's me. It was narrated by Zoe and and Luke. um, Well, Zoe and Luke are doing sound effects right now. Anyway. Okay. Until next time. Okay. So, uh, if you liked this episode, you can subscribe wherever you listen. Um. Uh, you can subscribe wherever you listen, um, tell a friend about us, or make a poster. And as you can tell, I'm really distracted by my siblings that are rolling around on the floor of my room right now. Anyway, um, until next time, I guess.